0: This is Your Ultimate Life Podcast with Kellen Flukiger.
1: Hello there. Today I want to talk to you about something really important. It's about connecting to your power. Every person knows that there is power inside of us. And often we don't use it or don't use it well or don't use all of it. And, you know, this picture, this guy behind me here, he's, meditating obviously and in one or another particular tradition and that is one way that people connect to their power it's certainly a a tool that i use all the time meditation to connect to power but what does it even mean to connect to your power well one of the things that i know is is this we you me often feel intuition like you know, prompted or moved to do a certain thing or to go up somewhere or to say something to someone. And most of the time we don't, we ignore it. We downplay it. I don't have time. I don't need to do that. Ooh, what if it fails? What if, uh, what, what if it doesn't turn out like I want? What if there's a problem and we make up a reason not to, you know, not to do that. And here's the here's the consequences. If I don't listen to intuition, my ability to hear it goes down. If I don't act on it, it comes less frequently. What that has taught me is that hearing intuition is a skill we can develop, and the more we listen, the more we get. Now, I don't know about you, but The more I've listened, learned to listen to intuition, the more powerful and guided my life has become. What do I mean by guided? Well, I I feel like I do the right things at the right time. Things work out better and better instead of worse and worse. Uh, I don't feel random, like there's a a huge element of randomness, like I don't know if this is going to work or not, and it's a crapshoot. I feel way less like that. So let me ask you this question to start with. Would you like to have more confidence in the direction of your life, the direction that it's going, The, the potential outcomes? Would you like to have more confidence in that? So we're going to talk today about connecting to your own power. Now, the first thing that's got to be clear is that you have power, right? If, if you say connect to your power and there's nothing there, then there's nothing to connect to, and it becomes a meaningless statement and a meaningless exercise. So what do I mean connect to your power? The first premise is that you are you have power. You're a divine being. What I know from my own work and my own experiences is that each one of us is a divine intentional creation. We were put here on purpose by, if you will, higher intelligence God, the universe, whatever name you want to give to that sort of great power that we all feel. We're not here by accident. We're put here on purpose. That all by itself is a massive Uh, realization and uh, a game changer. You know, if you go at everything like everything's random and it doesn't matter what we do and it doesn't really matter what happens, then everything is an existential struggle where our big assignment is to claw whatever we can out of this moment, take advantage of everybody and do all kinds of things. Why? Because everything's in service of me. Well, that never feels good. Uh, And if it's carried to extreme, of course, we have laws against that sort of thing. But forget the laws. We don't feel good when we go at that. So that by itself is enough evidence that we came with a purpose. We came from somewhere. We're not here accidentally. The, The next piece that I know is that we all, each of us, were given gifts and talents or gifts, you know, whatever you want to call them. Abilities, talents. We know that. There are, naturally, there are things that I'm naturally good at, it you're naturally good at, and we know that. Often, I work with a lot of people as a coach who have a desire to serve others. The biggest phrase that I hear all the time is, oh, I just love helping people. Well, that yearning comes from somewhere, right? It comes because of where we came from. We came with that yearning. We're happiest when we're loving and serving other people. Why? We're, we're made that way. So the second piece, besides us being absolutely intentionally created by the divine, is that we each have gifts and talents, and they're different. Everybody's got different gifts and there's a lot of noise, especially on the internet and in books, self-help books and all that stuff about you know, do what you love and the money will follow or creating a business out of your passion, that sort of saying. And uh, that's possible, but I'm talking about something else right now. Whether a person chooses to make a business or you know, a going concern, a business out of their gift, that's a different question. First, understanding that you have one or more, many. You were given those gifts and talents. I know that for sure, and so do you, if you're deeply quiet in your heart. Now, the third piece, besides having that, is we each have mission and purpose. Those coincide. So, we were created intentionally by divine power. We have gifts and talents, and we have mission and purpose, and there's a thread through there. The gifts that we have were given to us so that we could find our mission, so that we could do the mission and purpose that we have, and so that we could enjoy it. And again, all that's a separate conversation as to whether or not you turn it into a business. So, for example, someone who listens really well can exercise that gift in love and kindness, in church, in charities, in families, in friendships, and never decide to become a coach or a counselor or a shrink or some other tool, some other profession that would allow them to to do that professionally. So that's a separate thing, and you can choose to do that. And what I have learned is that because I have turned gifts and talents that I have into a business, I'm happier now than I've ever been in my life. I mean, I had a 30-year career doing something completely different. I've spent the last 15 years building a coaching practice, being an author and you know, writing books and things like that. And I'm happier now than I've ever been. And so I've lined up business and gifts and talent. And for me, that's fabulous, but is isn't required. So fourth thing, you're divine, you have gifts and talents, you have mission and purpose, is that the help we need is available from both sides, from here in this frame that we can touch and from the divine, from the universe, from the heavenly side, as it were. So if you start with those four things, then you know you have power. So I said, connecting to your power, you know you have it. You're a divine being. You have gifts and talents. You have a mission and purpose, and the help we need is available from both sides, heavenly side, earthly side. So then the question comes, well, why is it so hard? Why can't I find my gifts? Why don't I know? How come I can't find my mission and purpose? I hear that all the time. Oh, if I just had clarity. Well, let's talk about today how to connect with that power, because you have it. You may not have used it, you may not have developed it, you may not you, you you may think you don't know what it is, but you have it. So there are three things that I want to talk about today in terms of connecting to that power that you have. The first is emptying the garbage, and we'll get into that deeply. The second is make time for stillness. And the third is seek and trust intuition. So back to number one, what is emptying the garbage? Well, all of us live in a world not of our making. Things happen all around us. Other people do stuff. The weather, we can't control. The economy, the government, uh, war, aggression, people attacking you or others. All kinds of those things are outside of our control, but they affect us, and they affect us more or less, depending on how we behave. Like no one actually has the power to make me or make you angry. That is a choice. We choose that when we think someone's done something wrong, they should be held accountable, and somehow we don't have an ability or a calling to do something right then, so then we turn that into anger instead. But that was a choice. And that, for me, was a really hard lesson to learn. So emptying the garbage means eliminating the stories that stand between me and connecting with and using the divine power, gifts, talents, mission that I have. So what is the garbage? Well, all of those experiences that you had that you felt powerless in, that you felt belittled or rejected, not good enough, all of those things, we sort of store them. We don't process them, and over time, we then adopt a truth, and the truth we adopt is, gee, I'm not good enough, I did that. I did that a lot, I'm not good enough, I never will be. Stuff happened in my growing up years for my entire childhood that left me with the feeling I'm not good enough. And instead of when I got to be an adult and moved out of the situation I was in, instead of saying, I have this feeling of not being good enough. I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go see what I can change. I accepted it as the weather, just part of the landscape. Oh, I'm not good enough. And I saw everything in my life through those lenses. So when i didn't when something didn't go the way i wanted uh, yeah well of course not i'm not good enough to get that uh, i'm not okay and here's the sad thing even when i did get what i thought i wanted then after a period of time a month two months a year two years five years i thought i don't deserve this and so i would sabotage it in small ways and sometimes in really dramatic ways so that belief that i Allowed to continue, got in my way constantly for decades, literally decades. I left home at 17, and I didn't understand how much I was allowing these blockages to control my outlook, my behavior, and what was possible for me to do and everything until I was 52. So for 35 years, I lived in this false belief, garbage, what I called empty the garbage, that I wasn't good enough, and that everything that happened to me or didn't happen to me was through the lenses of, I don't deserve this, no wonder I didn't get it, of course not. Sometimes I would rail, I never get this, and I would be filled with that belief. And then, when either by circumstance or even through my own hard work, I got something, that belief that I wasn't good enough showed up, and then I would either behind the scenes or actively sabotage it. I never thought I don't deserve this. I'm going to do something really dumb and stupid to, to wreck it. I didn't ever think that, but those things happen subtly and sometimes in a big way. So that was one, it's one tiny example of the collection of, I'm calling it garbage because it's not true. In the cosmic sense, it was true for me. I believed that with all my heart. So, here are some of the things that I hear all the time from people I'm not good enough, like mine. It's too late in my life. My opportunities passed. Oh, I could never do that. I could never speak in front of people. I could never write a book. I could never make a difference. I'll never be a good parent. Or if someone's made mistakes, I can never, that can never go away. I'll never forgive myself or I'll never forgive that person. Someone did something to you, maybe something terrible. Maybe you were abused or molested or some other thing uh, physically or emotionally or verbally or spiritually, sexually, some way you were taken advantage of. And so you two things can happen. One, you can believe that it was your fault, and two, you can be angry at the same time. I'll never forgive them, and then you live sort of in this beat-up mode, whatever the beat-up, you know, be, being beaten up meant. And neither one of those are true. You can forgive, and you can get past the story that you somehow aren't good enough. That work is emptying the garbage, Because you and I, we were not created to fail and to make a mess out of this life unless we choose to. That was a huge learning for me. For a long time, I did make a mess out of my life because I believed the stories. I believed them as truth. I established them as the four walls of my prison. Not good enough and don't deserve these things. So those prison bars kept me away from connecting to power. I lived on scraps, not actually. I actually created good jobs and made a lot of money, but then I would sabotage it. I was miserable inside. So the first piece here is empty the garbage. Now, what does it take to do that? I don't know what it will take for you. Here's what I needed to do. When I was 52 years old, after this 35 years of living inside this prison, I had some events happen in my life that didn't change themselves, didn't change my life. Well, it did, but the events didn't. It was an invitation for me to look at all that I'd been through in those 35 years and say, you know what? I just, I'm not gonna do this anymore. I don't know how to change it. I don't know what to do yet. I don't know who to talk to. I don't know where to go. But what I know is I'm done with that old stuff. That's out. And so at that time, I then took control. I'm deciding right here, right now, that's done. And I'm going to make my way literally in through, you know, the machete through unknown territories, kind of how it felt. I need some help. I need to talk to people, et cetera, et cetera. So to get past the mistakes I made and the depression and everything else, I had to talk to counselors. I hired coaches. I did a lot of things uh, to do the hard work of emptying the garbage. And sometimes it seemed endless, like I would take out pail after pail of trash to finally do it. But I did. And that's the important part. I had 35 years of collected baggage, more if you count the time where it was being created. And I finally said, I'm done. And I started the process. It didn't happen in a day. The only thing that happened in a day was my sort of fist thumping decision to change. So I did those things, read books, uh, hired coaches, went to counselors, did all kinds of stuff to reclaim my own identity, to get rid of these old stories. And I'm calling that emptying the garbage. Every person has stories that are not true. And those stories are kind of like a straightjacket. They govern what we think is possible. So that's emptying the garbage. Part two is making room or making time for stillness. Something I notice, especially about high achievers, Is there's an idea that you have to be busy all the time, and the busier the better. The more you do, uh, somehow you're more important, more effective, more, 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 more. That's a myth. That's a myth. Frantic activity isn't a sign of being productive. You know, busy is the new badge of coolness sometimes. Well, that's not true. Okay, it's a badge. But sometimes I think maybe it's the badge of fear because we're afraid if we're not busy, we're not productive, we're not doing something, we're not creating something wonderful that we, quote, ought to be creating. All those things are measuring ourselves against some external standard. No one but your creator and you get to decide who you are, how you're going to show up, in the world no one except you and your creator can agree these are my gifts this is what i'm going to do and go forward and when we try and sandwich ourselves into the expectations of others then we have what i call the witot fungus w-i-t-o-t and it stands for what i think others think and when we live in that prison of worrying about what others think we cannot be still When I say make time for stillness, the best way I know how to do that is this, you know, meditation. And in order for me to do that, the first five books that I wrote were a five-volume series on meditation. And it has been very powerful for me in terms of quieting the noise, helping me empty the garbage, and establishing connection. With that wisdom and intelligence that's out there for all of us to have, like our creator did not intend for us to fail, there certainly is room and intention for us to make mistakes, and sometimes we struggle with the consequences of those mistakes. That surely happened to me, but and and I don't believe our existence here was intended to be easy. But what I know is we're not intended to fail on a permanent basis, failure is temporary. And the best way that I know how to make time for stillness is to use meditation. Time quiet by yourself, even if you start with just a few minutes. If you're looking for help with that, I've got some books on Amazon about meditation. But there are literally millions of YouTube videos talking about it and the benefits and how to do it and everything else. Find a time and a place and a method that suits you for Stillness for being able to connect with quiet, just turning down the volume allows us to be still and allows us to start feeling other things that we can't hear when everything's noisy. When we're so busy, we can't hear the still voices, we can't hear intuition. And so, making time for stillness is the most important first step to connecting to your power. After we empty the garbage and sometimes in the process of emptying all that, like it isn't step one, two, three, it's kind of iterative. And so learning to be still with yourself, learning to meditate, learning to feel that quiet is a, is a habit and a practice that takes some time to develop. And for you, it'll take however long it takes. There's no wrong way to do it. Just sitting quietly. To start with is how to start. And no matter what, when you do that, you'll find your mind racing and looking for all these, uh, you know, escapes. This is too long. I can't do this. Oh, I forgot to pay this bill. Oh, dear. That's okay. The answer when that happens is just to laugh. You're just experiencing exactly what everyone else experiences. Just practice. Meditation is a practice. And by that, I just mean you practice until you get good at it. You practice it, and there's no wrong way, and it's the only thing I know of where there's no wrong way, except maybe there's no wrong way to pray, try to connect with the divine. So meditation, make time for that, even if it's five minutes. What you'll find very quickly is you'll want more, and you'll want more, because it, it has immediate benefits physically and spiritually. It will make you feel connected. It will make you feel good. So that's the second piece. And the third one is seek and trust intuition. What I notice when I meditate regularly is the more still I am, I begin to to hear ideas and thoughts. It's not like, oh, I'm hearing voices. They are silent voices. Ideas and thoughts come that may have been there before, but things were so noisy I couldn't hear them. I couldn't hear those intuitions. And sometimes, if they rose a little above the noise, I ignored them. Ah, that'll never work. Or even if I did, went further and thought maybe that's a good idea. And then I would say something to somebody and they would say, Ah, that'll never work. And then I would say, Oh, what was I thinking? So that's a vicious cycle. N- no one is going to get your intuition for you. That's your privilege. And your responsibility. If I live my whole life without listening to higher purpose, higher intuition, I'm free to do that. And so are you, but I'm going to miss a lot of opportunity. Because the, the intention of the creator is for us to be happy and to maximize these gifts and to do good, add good to the world. I won't even know how to do that unless I learn to be still and listen for that intuition. Listen. And then when you feel those things, the last piece of seeking and trusting intuition is to trust that those things that come to you are real. They're truth. Now, that is a that's a a bit of a game because it's always a temptation to say, well, is that just me thinking, or is that some real intuition? That's something you have to practice to understand. Trying new things, trying to lean into that intuition is the way I discover. The other thing is, the more I meditate, be still, and listen for intuition to connect to the power that I have, the more I begin to recognize, you know what, that's real. That's really intuition. And so it takes practice to learn stillness. It takes practice to seek that intuition. And it takes some practice to learn to trust it. And to take action from it. Now the whole thing that we're talking about today is connecting connecting to your power. Your power comes from your intuition, from your higher self, from your inner knowing, from your connection with the divine. That's the source of power through your gifts and talents. So if you want to make a big difference in the world, then learn to empty the garbage. Learn to make time for stillness and then seek and trust that intuition i know from my own experience and that of clients that if you do that you'll be able to create your ultimate life
0: thank you for listening to today's episode we hope that you take it deeply into your heart and decide for yourself how you can create anything you desire if you like what you heard Please subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback and topic suggestions. Until tomorrow, this is Your Ultimate Life with host Kellen Flukiger.